from an undisclosed location somewhere in the Appalachia, this is The Extra Mundane with Max Ward. According to a recent poll, 20% of the world's population not only believe that we have been visited by extraterrestrial life, but that those aliens disguise themselves as human and live in our society. Almost every culture on Earth has folklore about deities coming to Earth and taking human form in an effort to interact with us, be worshipped by us, and yes, even breed with us. Some suspect that we have already been infiltrated by an alien species that tampers with the human gene pool in an effort to create human-alien hybrids. Tonight, on The Extra Mundane, definitive proof that aliens walk among us as we speak with one of them directly. Bryson Delacroix, alien shapeshifter, joins us to talk about living among humans, alien gaming technology, and the most supernatural power in the universe, love. But first, a word from this week's sponsor. Feinberg's Foil Fedoras. A family operation since 1982, Feinberg's tinfoil lined fedoras offers you protection without sacrificing style. Our hats will keep you safe from all terrestrial and extraterrestrial wavelengths. The hat itself is made from the finest Argentinian felt, and the lining, unlike our competitors who use cheap and ineffective aluminum, is 100% tin. This hat will block out all harmful electromagnetic fields, gamma radiation, microwave frequencies, and ultraviolet light, with an added bonus of 100 SPF. Feinberg's foil fedoras. They won't have to read your thoughts to know you have style. Welcome, you believers in the bodacious, you pupils of the paranormal, you extremists of the extraterrestrial. This is the Extra Mundane with Max Ward. I am Max Ward. Tonight, do aliens walk among us? This person says, yes, because they're one of them. Welcome to the show, Bryson Delacroix. Bryson, welcome to the Extra Mundane. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Now, Bryson, I have to say, you were probably the first alien, do I say, shapeshifter? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what to call you. You look human to me. Well, yes, the uh, proper term is I am a malian. A malian? Yes, I am a malian. Uh, I'm an alien who can shapeshift mostly into uh, male. Uh, I'm still working on trying to be female parts and um, or shapeshift into different ones as well. But right now, I am a malian. And yes, I've been on this planet for, I would say, like the past 37 years. 37 years. That's wonderful. Well, let me be the first to actually properly welcome you to Earth. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know what? You're the first person to ever say welcome to me. So thank you so much. It's been hard <sighs> trying to be, you know, in human form because, you know, people aren't used to aliens yet. They love watching mm -hmm. aliens, but they don't want to be near aliens. It's kind of weird. We are an unevolved species. Most of us. Most of us are unevolved. And I apologize for that. Oh, it's, it's OK. But the thing is, I love your species. I love everything from baseball to um, payday candy bars to um, watching break into electric boogaloo it's just a, an amazing society i just love being here now is that why you came did you did you discover us were you watching us before you decided to actually integrate yourself or uh yes i actually learned about you in our history class back in my old planet vtron and so they teach earth history on vtron you know when i was in college at vtron you know you can go into like different aspects mm -hmm, so i mm -hmm. chose earth my friends they all wanted to do saturn because they wanted to go vacay on the rings and just like drive around it like you see on the transformers cartoon but I was like, there's something about the inhabitants of Earth that I really like. You know, they're all very different. They all have their points of view and they just like interesting stuff. So, you know, this is 37 years is actually 
three and a half weeks where I'm from. So this is actually my spring break. I was thinking about staying here a little bit longer, but if I want to stay for another 37 years here, aka another three and a half weeks, if I wanted to do so, I just had to like, you know, get permission from my professor and you know, I had to write a thesis and et cetera. And I don't know if I have time with that. Cause I like having, having fun here and just learning about you guys. You know, somebody taught me how to, you know, go fly fishing the other day. I just like, whoa, normally I just use my hand and the food I want just comes to me, but they use like these primitive weapons and like yeah. these little sticks and stuff. I'm thinking like, it's so amazing. It makes me more humble. Like, you know, you have to go back just so you can go forward. I just like how some of the, and please excuse me for using the word primitive, but it's pretty cool how mm -hmm. everyone in this society are using the tools they were given. Absolutely. And yes, we, we are a primitive, especially if you if you have the capability of, of interstellar travel. I mean, clearly we're a primitive in your eyes, and I, I am not offended by that in any way. So when you take classes on Vitron, is it, it, it on our planet, like, let's say, uh, if you know anything about the American Revolution, the way it's mm -hmm. taught in America is completely different how it's taught in Britain. How do they teach uh, Earth history on Vitron? Well, you have to have an expert on it, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, my professor actually spent um, one year on Vitron's terms. So that's basically 3,700 years here. Like, um, when you learn mm -hmm. about, like, science and, you know, there's different stuff that we don't know about. Like here on Earth, when you have like, there's something beyond the galaxy. That's yes. how we learn here. There's something beyond the galaxy the other way. And he saw it and the destination was Earth. So I've always kept hearing about it. My dad actually came to Earth to, um, to do some work one time. You know, my kind of, dad, what kind of work does he do? We know my dad, he actually created the PS4. What? He created the PS4. The PlayStation 4 is alien technology. Yes, the PlayStation 4, it actually was created, I would say, in your time about 50 years ago. But we've had it for a long time over there. You know? huh. And he just finally said, you know what? We've outgrown it because now we have the PS MacBook Pro Ultra. That is the ultimate um, video game system. Xbox, PlayStation, Sony, Wii, those are all people. Sony, that's my dad. Sony Delacroix. Sony yes. Delacroix. He created, yes, he created PS4. He created, if you can remember, the CD player. He created, and mm -hmm. uh, his mm -hmm. his dad created, if you can remember this, a Betamax? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. yes. Yes, but we brought it here just to see, you know, uh, so we can do like an experiment to see how other life forms enjoy it. And once it came here, it took off. I mean, it's a cornerstone of our culture. And it, I, thinking about it, like so many people say like the space program was alien technology. The, the pyramids were alien technology. But you're saying the entertainment industry is alien technology. Think about it. And also a good friend of mine named Vinu, his dad created Netflix. And see, if you notice that Netflix has hundreds of movies, hundreds of shows. Mm -hmm. It's yes. like, just think about it. how can you get all those movies, all those shows to mil well, billions of people around the world so quickly. You know My what I mean? God, you're right. Everybody thinks, you know, it's like, you know, scientists here, but no, basically it was like a science experiment that his dad did a while ago. And once again, he tested it out and it stayed. And he was like, I'll allow you to stay here with it as long as you um, do a few things. Number one, don't use it to hurt each other. And number mm -hmm. two, don't try to use it to contact other life forms everywhere because it can like, cause like this huge glitch in the system and it can destroy the earth. To us, it'll feel like, oh. you know, uh, what you call like, you know, um, like your Wi-Fi is freezing up. 
Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. here, it can be very dangerous. So that's why we don't want you to do that. We told Blockbuster not to do something like that because they try to do it just like Netflix and they mm-hmm. almost hurt this plant. So that's why they went out of business. <gasps> hey, Venus' dad said, you need to stop doing this. And he said, all you did was flip one switch, click, Blockbuster's gone. Wow. So I, I, I can only assume you are a benevolent species. You are not here to overtake the earth or to infiltrate human society. You, you are here to help. Absolutely. I'm trying to help as much as I can. But the problem is my professor told me, don't try to overdo it because Mm -hmm. we don't know if humans are ready for that yet. It's kind of like in a weird way when you go back in time and you mess with something and it can just mess up everything that happens in the present or the future. Yes, yes. So I had to do baby steps. And so instead of actually do it myself, I actually, you know, mentor people. Oh. to how to do stuff. But the thing is, if I go to my planet just to show what I've been doing so far, that's mm-hmm. when Earth goes and does crazy stuff. They have wars. They have hate on each other. American Idol keeps coming. And it was like, listen, I leave for like five minutes my time, you know, a few months your time, and all hell breaks loose. We've taught so many people, you built the PS5. I was shocked about that. So the PS4 was built... By your dad, Sony Delacroix, but the PS5 was completely our own invention. Yes, well, the thing was, uh, we basically broke down the PS4 and showed, you know, everybody at Sony how every little bite works. And we said, you know what, this is going to be your project. It's like we were teaching them, like we were the professor. He's like, let's see what you can create. So they got one with um, more gigabytes. We got one where it can have um, more internet streaming. And what's so cool is to make it creative, when you stand it up, it looks like one of those fans that rotate back and forth. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I was surprised by that. So I was like, hey, you know what? You get an A on your project. Where to go, Earth? Now, I, uh, that makes me have to ask, are there species out there that are not as friendly as you? Do you know of another race that is, are you subconsciously preparing us for something? Well, yes, there's plenty out there. There are- I knew it. See, I'm from Vtron. Um, there's Dtron. Dtron, for some odd reason, they always like to start trouble. But when um, they cause trouble, they like to stand back. There's Ptron. Ptron, for some odd reason, likes to ask you for resources, um, different planets, but then just- Ask or take? Well, they ask you first, and then they take. It's like if you have like a large candy bowl, uh, when somebody's trying to like give you like a pamphlet or something, they have like a bowl of candy, and you say, hey- um, is this free? And they say, yeah, and you take the entire bowl. It's something uh, like that. No. So they like to ask, and then that's their way of nicely saying, we're going to take this from you. But they ask first, it's kind of being kind. But the one that always ticks everyone off is Ctron. There's Ztron and Ctron. It's kind of like the Crips and Bloods. Ctron used to be a part of Ztron. But the problem was the second in command of Ztron, his name was QO. Okay. Kiwo, he was the next one to be the leader of Zetron, but he kind of got a little, I don't want to say too big for his britches too soon. Mm-hmm. Sounds and all too human to me, actually. Just, we all have the same problems, I guess, throughout the universe, right? There's a rumor going around that before his like personality changed, his attitude changed, that he visited Earth. So might, he might have learned that whole thing about attitudes from Earth. And what, long story short, he was upset that uh, he wanted to change like different ways of living society. He wanted everybody to praise him, but he wasn't doing anything for the actual society itself. Of course, yeah. But because he had this attitude and he had the, um, I guess here on Earth, they call it the gift of gab. He was <laughs> able to talk some followers to come in with him and he created the planet Citron. 
Uh, so are these all related? They're all named very similar things. Are, are, are you relatives together? It seems like you're kind of bed hopping a little bit. Well, basically distant relatives, like distant cousins. Okay, here. okay. Citron's different because QO, he keeps trying to come back and stealing more life forms from the society and bring them to his planet. Yeah, he's trying to take over Zetron and make this ultimate Citron that he created. And the problem is we keep telling him, hey, you know what? You can have your own planet. It's fine. You know, we're not going to bother you, but don't bother us. You left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you left on bad terms. It's just like Crimson Bloods. Like, you know, you can't step in each other's territory. We don't go to his territory. We'd be very respectful. But he's always trying to figure out ways to bring people to our territory. And since they're safe shifters, they come like in different animals. Like one time people were interested because they saw a goat, a goat on Z-Tron. We were like, where did this come from? And you know, people are going to be very interested. Like there's a yeah, goat yeah. on this planet. And then the goat starts talking. And when you see a talking goat, you think it's like an ultimate being. Now, is this an earth goat that you saw or a uh, V-Tron style of goat? It's what like you a would mixture. call a goat. It's like a mixture. Okay. It has the body of a, a goat on your planet, but it also has like these galactic wings and the eyes uh-huh. are bright green. Like so a you, green laser. You must have known. Something's up. I mean, you know Earth history. You know that clearly the body is not of your planet. I knew that. I knew that. But keep in mind, everybody does not know about the history of Earth. Remember, that was like a specialty class. Oh, that's right. That's right. I apologize. So when they see something interesting like that, they're like, what is this? And it basically tries to speak the gospel to them. And everybody's like praising it. And we lost almost half of our society to Uh C-Tron. You know, and we have very similar, uh, I don't want to say mythology because it's truth for you, but in our in our history, we have burning bushes and other gods coming down to try and get them. I, I never thought that it might have been Qon trying to steal some of our people. Yes. Some of his followers are some of the people that you think are like ultimate beings here. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. I think their names are like Drake. <gasps> um, yes. Who else do you know have so many hit songs over so many years besides right. Michael Jackson, it's, who's also was part of C-Trine? God rest his soul. It's not human. You're right. The ones where you say it's not human, chances are they're not. I, yeah, what what can we do? What can we do to stop this? What do we, like, We you're helping, but you, I know you don't want to stir the pot too much, but how do we as, as a human culture stand up to these people? Do your research. Well, I do. I do my research. I am in the <laughs> darkest corners of the web. Yes, but when I mean you, I mean you as a society. Oh. We can get more people like yourself yes. to do that research and go like in the dark web and all that stuff. The dark web, actually, it's just a journal from somebody from Zetron. It's oh. a journal of everything they've been through, everything they've seen, everything they've done, like nightmares they have. That's their journal. So everything I post out there, everything, all the truth, this podcast that I put out there for people to learn, it just goes straight to Zetron and, and gets absorbed and nothing ever happens. Nobody ever hears it. Doesn't say that nobody ever hears it. We hear it. The thing mm-hmm. is, you have to keep in mind the time difference. Like I say, it's uh, how to speed. Oh. Like for instance, if I, if I say, if I'm on Zetron, I say, hey, Dan, I'm about to do something. I'll, I'll be finished in five minutes. Five minutes here is a long time on Earth. Right. Much like how they they say television signals are sent out into space and you could be getting like three's company episodes now, even though it's 2021 here. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love three's company. Uh, My favorite show that you guys sent out there, we finally got is um, Family Matters. Oh, classic. Oh, I love that. So uh, his guy's named uh, Jaleel White. I actually got to meet him, you know, a couple of weeks ago in L.A. 
Real cool guy. I thought he was oh, a um, Malian too, but no. I, I would have thought, actually. I thought he was a Malian too, but no. He's just a little quirky. But I'm okay. pretty sure you know some other people are um, Malians and Femalians. Like, for instance, of course, Lady Gaga. Clearly, clearly. Clearly, Lady Gaga. But some you probably may not think about. Like, for example, Dan Rather. What? Dan Rather. He is from Petron. Petron, they start trouble, oh. but they don't talk much. They only talk when you know they have something important to say. Have you noticed that? That's why he was the perfect role for him on Earth. What's the news? Television. Makes perfect sense now. Makes perfect sense. I tell you what, there's plenty of aliens on this planet, but you can tell if they're not causing trouble, usually they're from Zetron. If they're causing a lot of trouble, they're from Cetron. So that's that's the point. All keep right, in mind. Right. Keep your keep your eyes open. Listeners, you hear this? To p- take notes of this, and and please, if you if you spot a malian or a femalian out there, you you confront them with your camera. You and you send it to me. You upload it to the web. You show the truth out there. Okay. You know what? Actually, there are three rules that we have to uh, spot an alien. Okay, let's go. Number one, if somebody, if you ask them something, you respond, and then they re- uh, take your response and turn it into a form of a question. That's when they're trying to learn more. That's the alien. Like, for instance, if I say, um, where did you go, Dan? You say, I went to the mall. And you say, oh, you went to the mall? And I say that, like, if I repeat that, that's not me just, like, you know, just trying to make nonsense conversation. I'm trying to learn more from you and get more info from you. So if somebody repeats your answer in the form of a question. Okay, let's answer. practice. Let's practice. Hit me Hit me with something. So so ask me something. Okay. Hey, um, so you kind of sweaty. What um, did you do today? Oh, I just uh, went to the gym. Oh, you went to the gym? Oh, that happens to me so much. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing. Like we said, not all aliens are bad. So they just want to learn more information from you. But be careful because some of them want to use it against you. Number two, Mm -hmm. if someone, if you ask them something and they tell you something, like for instance, if you ask them like, hello, how you doing? You say, I'm fine but their body gestures are totally different. Like if they have an attitude, but they say they're fine, chances are they're alien because they're stuck in their shapeshifter mode. Oh. Because here's the thing, shapeshifting doesn't happen with just physically, but it also happens like emotionally as well. So you you have to switch your attitude as well to try to get to yes. the same length as, you know, different humans. So if I say, hey, Dan, how are you? And you say, I'm great. They're stuck in their shape-shifting mode, so their chances are they're alien. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're upset. It's just that they're just stuck right there. That's the that's the emotion that they got stuck on. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a question. You 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 hit me what the kind of response I would get. Let's say, um, oh hey Bryson, how was your Easter? It was fantastic. What you what'd you do? Oh, you know, uh, well, um, me and my wife, we dyed some eggs for the kids, and we had an Easter egg hunt out in the park. All the kids in the neighborhood was in the park, and I just loved it. Oh, your attitude just, oh, it's, it's disconcerting. I don't like it. Right. And if you t- look a little closer, if, they, if you see somebody do that, and you see their head, and they kind of like they have like a little tick after they yeah. do that attitude thing, that means that they're trying to reboot their shape-shifting, yeah. um, the attitude and their shape-shifting. But that's number two. And the third one is... If you're calling someone and you keep calling them, but you finally call them the last time and they respond and they, uh, they mm-hmm. that was the first time you called them, like call their name out, they close their ears. They have gear, <gasps> gills over their ears so they can breathe better. Those are aliens. Because wow. like, if like when you were younger, you was over your friend's house and your friend's mom was like, Jason, Jason, 
Jason, yes. I know you hear me calling you, but he responds when he hears, I know you hear me calling you. That means that he he had enough oxygen that he got for himself and he released his gills and his ears popped back up. So you heard that part. Because it usually takes about five seconds for aliens to get up enough oxygen in their body to like breathe. Because we hold it in. Um, really? Okay, inhale okay. Inhale and exhale. We inhale and it's like a little bubble that'll sit in our stomach. Mm-hmm. And every so often we will like, it's kind of like we poke a hole in it and we will... Inhale it from the inside. Oh. But sometimes when you hit it, the five seconds, them they're re-inflating that, that air bubble. Okay, that makes per- that honestly makes perfect sense. And I thinking about that, I, I see that in every restaurant I go to, every every uh supermarket I shop at, anywhere I hear I hear people just calling somebody's name over and over again. And it's like they're completely oblivious. And the mainstream media wants to say we all have like attention deficit issues, but this is clearly what's happening. Well, I'm going to ask you now. This is this is an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping, and I feel, I almost feel like I'm asking a, a woman to undress here, but I'm wondering if you, for me, and just me, our, our audience will not see it. We are not recording this video-wise, only audio. If you would unshapeshift, show me your true form. I feel I can handle it. Well, of course, but I need to warn you. When I shapeshift, my voice changes as well. I, okay. You might not be familiar with my language, but I, what I will do is I will shapeshift back every so often to uh, translate for myself. That okay? That sounds great. Now, before you shapeshift, really quick, are, is it like holding a muscle? Are you? Is it take a lot of energy to hold a human form? Actually, yes, it does. Because okay, okay. when you interact with humans, humans are so interesting that you want to stay longer. It's kind of like you holding your breath. I would say it's it's tough because you know you okay. can hold it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. But you know, eventually you're going to start like, okay, I need to go back. I need to go back. So right. every so often, it's like what I tell them, if a lot of people don't um, know me, but what I would do is like, sometimes if I, I, will go to, I will always go to the bathroom. They think I um, have like a weak bladder or something like that. Or mm-hmm. I'll say, oh man, I, I left something. And I'll just go uh, around the corner and I will release. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But for this, it should be fine because I'll be going back and forth anyway. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I, I I have prepared my entire life for this moment. So I know, I know I can, I can handle this. Go ahead. Right. Whatever you like. All right. So on, on the count of three, you, you go back to your, your natural form. You got it. All right. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, I I don't even know how to explain what I see. Uh, it's it's like a bulldog inside out, covered in spaghetti that moves. Bryson, I need you to come back. I need you to come back. You okay? You okay? I'm, oh. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Oh God. That's another reason I, I don't shake back because. It's pretty scary. You 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 hit the um, the nail on the coffin. It's like a reverse bulldog covering spaghetti. I saw um, hot dogs cut up in it. That, exactly with hot dogs. Uh, it's like it's like if you left a can of spaghettios in the sun for too long, and then like a squirrel died in it at the same time. I want to apologize. That was very um, mean of me to body shame you like that. That is who you are and you're a beautiful creature and you shouldn't have to hide yourself as a human, but that was very hard. Well, you know what? I accept your apology. Thank you. It took a lot of guts to apologize like that. But the thing is, like we said, society's not ready. Society on Earth is not ready. We are absolutely not ready. So think of your reaction, but numerous people, billions of other people having that same reaction 
but they won't have the um, the will to hold back mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. normally other people, they'll get mad. It happened to my father. It happened to Sonny. Oh. He couldn't hold his shape ship long enough when he was here and he reverted back and he started throwing stuff at me. They were throwing rocks. They oh. were throwing sticks. He even had an armadillo hit him in the face. And he was like, they are not ready. Of course, it doesn't hurt us as much, but mm-hmm. just the fact that somebody would throw something at you, it's like, okay, they're not ready. We are, yeah. I And and again, I apologize. My, my question now is a lot of people want to believe that you're here to make alien-human hybrids, to insert your DNA. And after what I just saw, I, I worry, are you, and it's okay, but are you mating with human females? Are you trying to create a Vitron human species of some kind? Honestly, yes. Oh. Um, but but for better, not for worse. Okay. It's okay. because I'll be honest. I am a, a male Malian from Vitron who fell in love with a human lady. Yes. Tell me. I mean, this is we should have let her. This is beautiful. What tell me about your wife? Are you married? Who is she? Okay, um, she well, I'll give her first name because uh, if they find out who she is, you know, she'll you know, government come out there and all that stuff. But her name is Tanya, and we've actually known each other, I would say Earth. For like four and a half years. Oh well, congratulations! And Tell me more. Are you? I was just trying to study um, humans, mm-hmm. and it was the way I um, visited um, here was on my trip. I enrolled in your college, in your university. Um, I enrolled in DeVry University, and Ooh, okay. yeah, and um, I met Tanya, and we ended up having to um, do a presentation together, and we just start hanging out. How you say? And she was teaching me more about stuff you do on Earth because. Here, I shape ships it basically into a form of like a, a foreign exchange student. I didn't know that much about um, the That's USA. very smart, yes. And eventually, we've fallen in love with each other, and she says she oh. wants to take to the next level and be in a couple. Now, you're, this, is your, this is your spring break. You're here to party, man. Like I'm, I'm sure you weren't looking to get yeah, tied down. I wasn't, but you know, isn't that how love is? You know, The you heart don't wants say, what hmm. it wants. Exactly. It's like, you can say, hmm, I'm going to marry that person. But nine times out of ten, you may not. But mm-hmm. sometimes you'll be out of nowhere. This uh, You'll be hanging out with somebody like, hmm, I really like so-and-so. You know, I've, I have these feelings for them. Yeah. But so I can be truthful. What I did was I told her, you know, if we're going to go to the next level, I have to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, I am not who you think I am. <gasps> and she was like, oh, you're fine. I'm all about equality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but mm-hmm. when she saw me the first time, she was frightened, uh-huh. but she didn't scream. She, she was scared. She was shivering. Right. But she took her hand and she stroked my Volvo. My, that's, that's my version of a hand to you guys. Oh, oh okay, okay. And she, she's like, I love you no matter what. You're the person that I fell in love with, and I'm going to stay in love <sighs> with you. You got to put a you know ring what? on that one. That is a keeper. You know what? I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm thinking about doing it pretty soon. Oh. But... To answer your question, uh, here's the thing. Are we trying to evolve the species? Well, Tanya's pregnant. <gasps> Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh. Now, it's going to be an issue only because for two reasons. Number one, we're trying to figure out how to get Earth ready for it. Mm-hmm. But also, on Vtron, you remember how I said you're not supposed to, like, mess with anything and stuff like that? Yeah, well, yeah. I broke one of the cardinal sins. I would think it would be, yeah. So uh, my mom and dad don't know about it yet, and the Emperor Whack Whack doesn't know about it yet either. And I just need to, if I get punished, 
Mm-hmm. That means mm-hmm. I have to stay on Vitron forever, and I'll never see Tanya again. Oh, Nothing no. would happen the, to What about Tanya. the child? Would the child come back with you? I, I don't want to say have to come. The child will have to come back with me oh. because even though it's half um, Venu, it's still considered full. It's like it's like on Earth when you're you're half a race and another half a race, they'll still consider you sometimes one race just by, by looking yeah. at you. Yeah. Uh. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. But no matter what, the child is definitely going to be um, loved and taken care of. And if I get punished, I'm going to find a way to get back with my love, Tanya. But oh. that's what we're trying to figure out right now. The main thing is trying to figure out how to be cool with Earth and Vitron at the same time. But, you now, know, I, could you seek asylum on Petron or Detron or Zetron, any of them? Would, would they take you in? <sighs> the thing is, you know, the only one that will really take us in will be Cetron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know... But Kuan, like I said, yeah, he's a pain in the butt. And I don't think I want to have my child and my wife, my future wife, on Ctron. Mm-hmm. Now, I can go uh-huh. on like, you know, Ptron or Dtron, but there's still more alien life forms there. It's very like, uh, they're, they're well into their old ways. And yeah. the thing is, I want my people, my alien life forms to be a part of this experience that I have. They they want us to grow, right? Exactly. Yeah. Man, this is this is the ultimate growth right here. It's not ah. just about saying it, it's about doing it. I mean, no pun intended, but yeah. you know, it's yeah. So it's basically just like your politics here. It's just getting the old heads out of the way. Yeah. You know, so the new thinking can come and evolve. I tell you, Bryson, every revolution needs a leader and uh, some leaders are born into it and some are thrust into it. So uh, this this might be your time. This might be time for you to to let your child bridge these two races together. It'll be it'll be amazing. My child can be an ambassador for the galaxy, bringing oh, not just these two races, amazing. Together, bring all races together. I mean, I, I want to react with humans a lot more. Like, for instance, when you would like to go to Vitron one day. More than anything I could ever imagine, of course. If we can break these old school laws and like um, pass new ones, people can go and visit different planets, like visit different countries, different states, different cities. You know, that's what is culture is not just about Earth. Culture is about the entire galaxy. And that's what people need to understand. But it's all about fear. People are always afraid of what they don't know. But the only way that you will stop being afraid is to actually go out there and meet somebody different. Oh, Bryson, like, that is that is a wonderful sentiment. That is that is absolutely beautiful. And I, I really hope us as humans and you as Vitrons can can learn from you and and can adapt to to understand your message. And uh, I wish you and your wife and your child the, the best of luck. And if there's any way I could ever help, please reach out. Um, I would love to speak with you again. And we're, well, we're, I do have one question for oh, you. Absolutely, please. I know this is this is out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but. I like the way you think. I like well, your attitude. You. And I just like you as a person. And I know this is last minute, but if I ask my wife about it, would you do us the honor of being our child's human <sighs> godparent? Oh my God, it would be the greatest honor I've, I've ever had. Of course, of course I will. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Because I know just about this conversation with you that your mind is open. You want to know uh, oh. um, more about different races. You want to know about mm-hmm. what's out there, but in the most respectful and peaceful way possible. And I can't mm-hmm. think of another human to, if something happened to me and my wife, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen, to raise our child. Oh, because oh, I know you oh, oh okay. So humanity. I, okay, I, um, huh. Well, Okay, so what if... Is that a problem? Well, it's no, it's not... um, Okay, so it's not a problem. 
Um, but I like we. Uh, I don't want to say. I, uh, okay, what about your dad? Couldn't your dad? Wouldn't he take the child in? I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to deflect or anything, but um, I'm just. I'm really busy with the show, uh, and um, I, I get it. You know, I understand. I get it. No, no, no. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no. I would. I, I'm going. I would love to take your child in. I would. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, you got it. Absolutely. Okay, look. Remember one of those rules I told you? Mm-hmm. Rule number two: If you say something. But you, your tone and your attitude is different. You just did that. And you're not an alien, but you think the way we do. So I can see it in you. If you're uncomfortable, it's fine. I understand that, you know, I, I just sprung this on you. I, and, I, and I apologize. I sprung this on you. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, I apologize for that. How about this? Would you be willing to, like, if our child goes back and forth from um, Vitron and Earth, Will you be willing to like mentor our child every so often? You know, Absolutely. teach him, you know, things about humanity and Absolutely. teach him about, you know, you know, be like the intro to like the dark web and stuff like that. Because you know, that would be my honor. I and I, I apologize for my uh, my initial shock. I, I just I it, it, it's it's not the fact that your child would be an alien. It's more I'm just not a fatherly type of person. But as a mentor, I, I would love to. I would be happy to. Thank you. And I apologize, too, because like I said, I sprung that on you. It's like somebody saying, hi, I know I just met you, but will you be my best man in my wedding? It's like, uh, uh, well, hey, you're cool, but we, that's a lot of responsibility. Well, we just met each other and I don't know. So I get it. I get it. I understand. Although if you, you do plan on getting married, I mean, if you don't have a best man, I I give a hell of a speech. And um, I mean, I, I don't know if your baby can be born out of wedlock. I don't know how what you're uh, morale is to that, but if if you do get married and you need a best man, I mean that I I I, I don't want to invite myself. I don't want to put myself there, but I mean if you need someone. Well, here's the thing: we have to have two weddings because one has to be on Vitron, one has to be on Earth. But here's the thing, Dan. Of course, I don't have a human best man yet. <gasps> you know, I haven't thought of one yet. But mm-hmm. you know, you make the ultimate candidate. Oh well, I again, I don't want to force myself into the position, but just just think about it. Just think about it. Off air, you don't have to say it on air. We don't need to. We don't need to. But um, but I'm here for you as a best man, father. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that. But thank you, thank you, sir. That means a lot. I well, really Bryce, you. Go we ahead, are please. running out of time, and this has been a fascinating uh, conversation. I would love to have you uh, not only in my life as a friend, but also back on the on the podcast when after the baby's born, after your uh, to see how things are going. I, I know our audience is going to want an update. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Um, you know, I have our great fact, um, which is my cell phone here, and you have my quote-unquote number, and I'll keep you informed mm-hmm. at all times, and um, I will also check you on social media. So, it, it, dude, if you're going to be my best man, that means you're going to be one of my best friends. Uh, oh. if, if if you're, would you be one of my best friends? Bryson, look, I don't cry. I don't cry. It's not who I am, but I have thousands of listeners, but I don't have a lot of close friends, and um, well, I would be honored. Now. You know what? As we say in my old language, if I can change my voice a little bit, please you know, transfer will you. Mm-hmm. Translate it. Mm-hmm. You probably know this because we created it for you. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Know what you can always count on me for sure. That's what friends are for. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been probably the greatest episode of the extra mundane that there has been. I'm at a loss for words. I've met a new person, and we've learned the aliens walk among us. But more importantly, I've made a friend. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you next time. I love you, buddy. Love you too, man.
The Extra Mundane with Max Ward is a Champlify Media production. With Dan Kozu as Max Ward, Ricky Boynton as Bryson Delacroix, extra voiceovers and audio support by Aaron Cahoe, and produced by Andrew Alonso.